Hello, and welcome to Speakeasy, the Alexandria Times podcast. I'm Cody Mellicline, Managing Editor at the Times, and this is a very special episode of Speakeasy. It's the last episode and last week of 2020, and so we thought we would do something a little different this month. 2020 obviously has been a challenging, disastrous year in so many ways for people across the world, the U.S., and in Alexandria. Although a vaccine is being distributed, we're still in the middle of a global pandemic that's resulted in death and financial disaster for people in communities across the globe. It's also completely changed the way we live our lives and interact with the people we love. But the disaster that has been 2020 has also shined a spotlight on how kind and compassionate people can be, even in the darkest of times. That's why this month, we wanted to do something different. Over the first year of this podcast's life, we talked to some of the most interesting Alexandrians, the people who really make this city tick, the people who, despite or because of the pandemic, have continued serving this community in so many ways. We closed each episode by asking our guests a question posed by the previous guest. In January, when we started Speakeasy, we saw it as a fun, creative kicker to the show. But since then, it's become more than that. It's become a way to connect people from around our community in a conversation that spans months, neighborhoods, and even ways of life. So for this episode, we're going to let those people who we interviewed over the past 12 months have that conversation. Of course, stitched together through the magic of editing. Big thanks to all our guests over the last year who will appear in this episode in the order that they did actually appear in our show. Uh, Starting out with Pat Miller, obviously community icon, legend in Delray, local developer Teddy Kim, uh, head of the Alexandria Health Department, Dr. Stephen Hearing, music director at the Alexandria Symphony Orchestra, James Ross, virtue feed and grain bourbon connoisseur, Tom Gale, city councilor and founder of Manumission Tour Company, John Chapman, CEO of the Alexandria Economic Development Partnership, Stephanie Landrum, Michael Pope, journalist and author in Alexandria and the region, uh, founder of Alexandria Colonial Tours, Wellington Watts, and of course, George Mason Elementary School music teacher, Heather Rosner. I'll leave it to them to lead this conversation. Enjoy. What is one question you would like to ask the next person who sits down for this podcast, not knowing who they are? Obviously, knowing they're going to be someone who's significant in Alexandria, What's one question you like to ask them? Wow. Um, I, I think everything comes back to community for me. And so I would like to know what makes community for them. Hmm. I mean, I think community for me is, you know, seeing where you live, where you stay um, as something bigger than just you know, the, the door that you open to get to your house. I mean, it's something where, you know, you, you've got some connection with your neighbors. You, you, you've you got some um, common places, common spaces that, that you share with other people. Um, and that connects you to kind of this collective consciousness um, of an area. I mean, if you get into it, you know, you're you're drinking the same water, you're, you're bathing in it at least, and, you know, you're um, smelling the same flowers, you're touching the same grass, you're touching the same concrete. So there's that that connectivity of it, and you can get into some deep science about it, you know, like uh, phantom molecules and all that stuff, but y- y- you are inevitably 
exchanging so much, you know, information and energy with with something bigger than you, and that's that community. To continue this cycle of questions from guest to guest, what is one question you would like to ask the next person who sits down for this podcast, not knowing who they are? You know, not having thought about it, maybe why are you doing what you're doing? Yeah, I, I do what I do. And I would distill it into one word that I think we don't use much in public health or in, in government, but that one word is love. Uh, love for the community, love for knowing that we are in a community and we're also at a time in our life where the work that we do can make a drastic difference for not just this generation, but the generations to come. But I would I would say the the one single word is is love. Yeah, and we can all use a little bit more of that right now. Yes. So I guess without knowing who the next guest is, what question would you like to ask them? I would want to know what is it that brings you joy. Beautiful. Thank you for the question, Stephen um, and Cody. It's I'm going to say that one of the things that makes uh, makes me incredibly joyous is just being alone with a sound that I am making that nobody else is necessarily hearing, but that pulls me both simultaneously inside myself and also realizing that it's going out into the world, even if only heard by the walls around me. So it's a fundamental connection, not just to music, but to actually just sound and sound making. Um, I make a lot of sounds. They are a source of joy for me, even when they're no source of joy for anybody around me. Um, I'm a noise maker, uh, a sound maker with my voice, with my horn, with my piano. Odd that I've chosen a, a, a career where you don't officially make any sounds. You just like, you know, like uh, uh, shape other people's sounds. But but living in that world of sound is something that has given me joy like uh, 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 like like no other. And because of that, I feel um, luckily well equipped to uh, to keep my life vital and full of joy even in this quarantine time. Yeah, beautiful. Not knowing who our next guest is, what would you like to know from them? I think that what would be fun to know is what they have seen in this springtime that they are noticing for the very first time. I um, I listened to your last broadcast and I thought about that when you asked that question. And it immediately came to me, the question that I would ask, one one morning, uh, William, uh, Mr. Smith, sent me a picture in the springtime at the um, at the middle part of, of uh, us being in COVID lockdown of Union Street. And there were no cars. There was no activity. There was no one there. And... I remember it was some like post-apocalyptic to see that. There was a book written some years ago called Silent Spring by Rachel Carson. And it dealt with um, the use of pesticides and such and how it could make the spring be quiet. And I remember getting out of the car that morning after he sent me that picture to come into work. And what I saw this spring I had never seen before. To be in Old Town at a time of morning, total silence. No planes were flying, no people were walking, no trucks were making deliveries. 
And I looked out off of our patio to the waterfront park and I saw a glistening of a few flowers, some daffodils is what they were, blooming. And what seemed to be a lifetime was actually probably about a minute. And in the far distance, I heard a flock of geese honking. And it reassured me by seeing that and hearing that. The silence was deafening, Missy. But when that broke that silence, it reassured me that we're going to be okay. That we're going to be just fine. We are going to go through this and we're going to come out better on the other side. That's what I saw this spring that I had never seen before in the many years I've been on this earth. And it gave me reassuring hope that we're going to be just fine. That's a beautiful answer. Um, so you get to ask a question for our next month's guest. Um, what would you like to ask them? I would like to ask next month's guest this simple question. From where we are right now, from what we've been through in this country, with COVID and the many other plethora of things that we've had to endure, where do you see us as a community of Alexandria one year from now? So um, I think we, a year from now, are um, still getting back on our feet as it relates to uh, the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I think hopefully by this point we would have a vaccine and folks have started to take it and start to live kind of normal lives. Um, businesses are opening back up. People are getting back out outside and reconnecting. Um, and I think that's what we see. I think our, our community is eager to reconnect. Yeah. Uh, people have been inside, you know, too long, not seeing friends, not seeing family. And so uh, I would hope a year from now we're back to, to a new normal. And that new normal includes people being able to, to congregate again safely um, without kind of any fear of, uh, of a real disease. So, you know, that's where I hope to be uh, a year from now. Um, I think, you know, our community has, and many communities like ours have grown have really only grown stronger um, through this. I, I know it's tough, but you know, being able to lean on each other, I think, has been um, something to, that I've um, appreciated about our community. I mean, we're not out of the woods yet. Mm -hmm. A number of businesses are still struggling, um, and so you know, I hope a year from now we're able to kind of pull together and help many of those businesses reestablish re themselves. Um, you know, and our community organizations kind of reestablish themselves as well. Speaking of connections, um, what is the what is the question you'd like to ask our next month's guests, not knowing who they are? Not knowing who they are. Um, you know, I'm going to put that person, whoever it is, on the spot. Do it. Um, you know, with with our current and all the current movement around Black Lives Matter, um, you know, I'd ask that I would like to ask that person. Um, why do you think uh, a movement like Black Lives Matter is needed, or is it needed um, now? Um, and is and if it is needed, why? If it isn't needed, why? Yeah, I ex would expect nothing um, less less meaningful from my friend John Chapman. So I appreciate the opportunity to, to answer that. Um, one one of the thoughts that I've had recently is how. Um, you know, as we were just talking about the pandemic and its impact, not only just in our community, but country and world, right? Like we've never had to deal with something as challenging and, and literally life-threatening. 
dealing with that as a fractured community, there's no way that, that we'll ever overcome it. And so a movement like Black Lives Matter and the attention it is drawing to injustice over so many decades, um, not that they're, you know, the perfect time for this would have been decades ago. Um, um, but now as we, uh, you know, as a world are struggling with, with kind of fighting this fight against COVID, having a movement that highlights that uh, there has been inequity and, and is hopefully, you know, it, uh, paving this path for, for um, healing so that we can do all of these things like beat COVID together, um, I think is, I think the timing of it is, is extremely important. Um, I think for a community like Alexandria, diversity is um, frankly like one of our greatest strengths. And um, as somebody who, right, grew up in this community, really appreciated um, the kind of the diversity in my high school and my neighborhood and my friends, like I wouldn't trade that for the world. And so I believe that um, the movement and the attention that it's drawing to the inequities uh, that still exist is more important than ever. Um, and, and as a community that does have the ability to kind of point to diversity as a strength, I think it's, um, it's something that we're all paying really close attention to and trying to find ways, you know, looking within our organizations, our business community, um, for ways that we can help uh, erase any of the uh, inequities that still exist. Yeah. So, so what is the, the question you like to pose to our ne- next guest, not knowing who they are? Sure. Um, I think, you know, I'm, my mindset these days, I'm really trying to focus on us being in recovery. Uh, mm-hmm. while, while this pandemic is clearly, you know, not going anywhere anytime soon, I do feel like we've, um, we've entered a, a stability stage where um, it's not ideal and uh, none of us would choose the circumstances, but at least it's a little bit stable. And I think that gives us the foundation to start thinking about recovery. Uh, so I think I'd ask the next guest, um, assuming recovery is, uh, is around the corner, what's the one business or place um, that you were most excited to return to um, once it's safe uh, to do so? I'm going to cheat and give a bunch of places. So I'm going to start my day by going to the gym. I miss going yes. to the gym. Like I used to go to the YMCA in Delray. I went Same. every day and uh, I really miss it. And I miss the people there and sort of just the chit chat. And you, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the really cool thing about the YMCA in Delray is that the locker room conversation is like, okay, so if Tim Kaine becomes vice president, who becomes, who fills the Senate seat and, and that which congressional seat is going to open up because that congressman, then like, who's the Democrat that's going to fill the congressional seat? And like, this is the kind of stuff you overhear in the locker room at the YMCA, which is fun. But I mean, just like physically, like once the pandemic hit, I immediately gained like 10 pounds and I've like was f- finally been able to take that off, but just like, I need to go to the gym. So that's the first thing I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm going to gain it all back by going to Chadwick's and <laughs> having some huevos rancheros. And then I'll wander over to Old Town Books and I'll buy some books. Uh, and then probably I'll head over to Del Rey and go to Taqueria Poblano and have a margarita. And I'm just going to go hog wild once this is all over and uh, actually go out into the world and see people and do things. I love that you planned out an entire day. I absolutely love that. And I guess eventually I should get back to the library and work on my book, too. Yeah, well, that can come later. There's there's time yeah. for that. Um, so what what one question would you like to ask the next guest that will be appearing on the show? 
I struggled with this way more than my day because uh, Stephanie Landrum gave an e easy question. So um, I would ask, because we're the podcast that you and I are now on was so sort of focused on journalism, I'd love to ask about the, your next guest's media consumption habits. Mm. So like in a standard week, what kinds of media do they consume? Uh, which I guess they can answer it any way they want to, but I would be also curious to know if they listen to podcasts. Do they listen to the Speakeasy sure. podcast or, you know, that sort of thing? I listen to whatever Michael Pope says. <laughs> <laughs> Wise words. Uh, what What is a question that you have for our next guest, not knowing who they are? Well, since you asked me if I believe in ghosts, I have to ask the same question. Do you believe in ghosts? I think I just need a little more convincing. So I hope that he's just going to hook me up with my free ghost tour. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> hook, hook it up. And I think, and, think, and that way I can have a really, you know, educated, educated decision about that one. Definitely. What is your question or something you'd like to ask for the next guest? All right. So my question for the next guest is going to be, if you had to be in a room with a bunch of beginning instrumental musicians fourth graders nine-year-olds and you had to be stuck in there for the whole class what instrument would you pick and why and choose wisely that's heather rosner a music teacher at george mason elementary school with the question that will take us into 2021 i hope you enjoyed this mishmash of an episode um and on a personal note this show has been a huge joy to make over the last year when I started the show, I didn't even know if people would want to sit down and talk to us for almost an hour about the minutia of their lives, but it's been a pleasure hearing and sharing these stories with you. I just quickly wanted to thank all of the people who took the time to chat with us and endure my long-winded questions, and of course our sponsors. Finally, I wanted to thank you, our listeners. Without you, we wouldn't still be doing this show, and we definitely wouldn't still be sharing these stories. Here's to another year of conversations and connections. Thanks, Alexandria. Take it easy.